Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, August 26th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The battle to keep invasive carp from the Great Lakes is becoming more difficult. Scientists on the Illinois River say the voracious eaters keep coming and other species are threatening the rivers. I hear reports of things um, starting to make their way from down south or, or up north that you know, could be the next one that, that it could alter the food web or um, the abundance and diversity of the fish that we have here. We'll have that story in just a few minutes. Another federal emergency management agency disaster recovery center opens today in the St. Louis region. Officials from FEMA and the Small Business Administration will be at the University City Recreation Center to help people recovering from last month's flash floods. It's the fourth center to open in the region. The others are at the Hazelwood Civic Center, Rankin Technical College in St. Louis, and the Developmental Disabilities Resource Board Building in St. Charles. FEMA has already approved nearly $35 million to help people in the area recover from the flooding. Illinois officials have unveiled the first draft of a new state water plan. It was last updated nearly 40 years ago. Mawa Iqbal has more. A task force made up of several state agencies is tackling critical issues including climate change and flooding. This comes as communities in Metro East St. Louis recover from recent flash flooding due to heavy rainfall. Wes Couture with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources says this new plan will focus on lower-income communities most vulnerable to those events and to poor water quality. He says that will include keeping people who may not have internet or smartphone access informed about what the state is doing. The task force will also address upgrading Lake Michigan's ports and preserving aquatic wildlife habitats. I'm Mawa Iqbal. The final two St. Louis aldermen charged with bribery for accepting cash and other gifts in exchange for helping a developer receive incentives will plead guilty today. Former 22nd Ward Alderman Jeffrey Boyd will appear in federal court. Former Board President Louis Reed will do the same. Both are facing multiple felony counts for their role in the scheme. The third man involved, former 21st Ward Alderman John Collins Muhammad, pleaded guilty on Tuesday. He will be sentenced in December. People with outstanding warrants from St. Louis Municipal Court will have a chance to get a new court date on the calendar. Officials are holding a warrant reset day today at 1520 Market Street. Individuals can come in without fear of arrest and schedule a new court date or take care of charges immediately. The city's Department of Personnel will also host a job fair. It's the fifth year the city has offered warrant forgiveness. A researcher at Missouri University of Science and Technology is looking into electric vehicle fires. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the lack of studies on the potential risks to people and buildings. Missouri S&T professor of mining and nuclear engineering Guang Zhu says he thinks electric cars are safe, but he says there's a lot less research about the risks of charging electric vehicles than the fueling of gas-burning cars. We have limited understanding uh, of that. You may be more safer, you may be not. Uh, we don't know. But the thing is, the risk is different. Zhu is conducting research on how electric vehicles charge, how fires may start, and the best practices to fight those kinds of fires. He's sharing his data with vehicle and charger manufacturers, as well as people who write building codes and develop standards for firefighters. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri Botanical Garden will open its nearly $100 million new visitor center tomorrow 
after two years of construction. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. The 94,000-square-foot Jack C. Taylor Visitor Center features a new lobby and expanded gift shop, ticketing station, auditorium, meeting rooms, and an updated restaurant. Design teams built the center to focus on nature, adding elements of the park's plant life to its flooring, restaurants, and main lobby. Patty Arnold is MOBOT's Senior Vice President for Institutional Advancement. Connecting people with nature that we have here is the driving force behind the design. And the architects did just a wonderful job of placing this building within what was already here at the garden. The organization will also open a new conservatory and new gardens on its north and south sides in the coming months. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Federal and state agencies spend millions of dollars a year to keep destructive carp out of the Great Lakes. Meanwhile, at least 25 destructive species, from water fleas to bloody red shrimp, are inching closer to the Missouri River Basin, and that could mean big trouble. Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco reports. The invasive carp has invaded nearly every part of the Mississippi River devouring up plankton and leaving native fish like walleye, perch, and whitefish to go hungry. That's what brings scientist Jim Lamer and his crew out on an electro-fishing boat on the Illinois River on a warm summer day. There are more silver carp here than just about anywhere in the world. Lamer runs the Illinois River Biological Station in Havana, Illinois. Because they're voracious eaters and they're eating the base of the food web. That's bad for fishers and bad for the ecosystem. They've already taken over the river. Officials are now trying to keep them out of the Great Lakes. When Lamer's team turns on the electrofishing boat, the generator zaps the water and stunned carp fly several feet into the air, slapping the boat and water as they land. We got one in the boat. We can Lamer says that these days, carp are just part of everyday life. It's the next big invader that he worries about. You hear reports of things um, starting to make their way from down south or, or up north that you know could be the next one that, that it could alter the food web or um, the abundance and diversity of the fish that we have here. Robert Hirschfeld has spent more than a decade studying the impact of aquatic invasive species in Illinois waters for the Prairie Rivers Network, a nonprofit advocacy group. Now, carp have gotten most of the attention and most of the money in terms of invasive species, but there are many other species that are threatening to come into Illinois' waters, most of which are already in the Great Lakes. Species like the fishhook water flea and the bloody red shrimp, which could be even worse than invasive carp. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is studying the problem. It issued the Great Lakes and Mississippi River Interbasin Study in 2014, which explored options for keeping invasive species from spreading between the two waterways. It found that 25 species could threaten the river ecosystems, which are some of the most biodiverse in the world. Ruben Keller leads an aquatic invasive ecology lab out of Loyola University in Chicago, where he's been researching the existing fail-safes, preventing invasives from going back and forth between the Illinois River and the Great Lakes. We know that fishhook water flea, we know that uh, bloody red shrimp get to very high densities in, in Lake Michigan. Um, that gives us every reason to be concerned, to try and be proactive, keeping them out of other freshwater ecosystems. The Army Corps has built massive shock barriers to stun Asian carp and keep invasive fish out of the lakes. They cost millions of dollars a year to operate. 
the fish aren't the only threat. Keller is investigating how well the barriers work against invertebrates, those little, sometimes microscopic, spineless organisms like quagga mussels, scud, water fleas, and bloody red shrimp. You know, one of the things we've seen is that it doesn't affect invertebrates as much as it does fish. What he found is that the expensive barriers at the Chicago Sanitary and Chip Canal may keep carp out, but invertebrates can still drift through. The electric zap doesn't fully stun them. We know that they can move through, uh, we know that invertebrates have moved through before and caused some really big problems as invaders, like the zebra and quagga mussels. Which have killed off native mussels and blocked up water intake pipes for power plants. Um, so we ought to be out there, you know, doing the science to try and figure out what the risks are. He says we don't even know the risks such species pose to the Illinois and Mississippi rivers, because very few are studying it, and fewer are spending money to stop the problem. Meantime, the Corps has launched another expensive project to keep invasives out of Lake Michigan, a nearly $900 million plan to upgrade a complicated series of locks and electric and acoustic barriers in Joliet, Illinois. But Robert Hirschfeld from the Prairie Rivers Network says it's just another one-way solution. It might keep carp out of the lakes, he says, but that's about it. If we can spend billions, hundreds of millions on the Great Lakes, where is the vision for our rivers, our inland rivers? The Great Lakes have a compact. Eight states have signed on. They have a big environmental initiative. That's how advocates and agencies get millions of federal dollars to keep invasive species out. But the Mississippi River Basin doesn't have that. Environmental groups lobby to protect the basin and its natural resources, but it lacks a shared governance. It lacks a constituency. Advocates say without more resources, the Mississippi and its tributaries remain uneasy waters. In Havana, Illinois, I'm Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco. This story is from the Mississippi River Basin Ag and Water Desk based at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I will be out Monday. Jonathan All will be at the helm of this daily extravaganza. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.